I certainly wish I had some, something like this when I was uh, when I when I was fifteen or sixteen, yeah. and, and so I could like learn more about it and maybe make make a more informed decision <laughs> instead of going to chemical engineering. There you go. See, if I can stop people going into chemical engineering and make game yes. soundtracks, I will yeah. feel I've changed the world somehow. Maybe not for the better, but it may make some people's lives better. You are listening to Beats and Weeks. Hello, you're listening to the Beats and Bleeps podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. Today, my guest is Vittor Amado. How are you today, Vittor? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, good yeah. I'm good. So, let's start, start off the, the podcast with kind of a, a big question as to how you came to be uh, working in music and ultimately working in, in video games, uh, soundtracks and sound effects and audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so yeah, it's a it's a bit of a long and, and, and weird story. Um, I'm I'm originally I, I'm based in Vancouver, Canada now, but I'm originally from Brazil, uh, São Paulo, Brazil. Uh, back in Brazil, I actually graduated in chemical engineering, which is a totally different <laughs> <laughs> career than what I'm doing now. Um, but I'm, I, I was always uh, involved with audio. Um, I always had bands in Brazil as hobbies. I, I was always really passionate about music and, and audio in general. And I felt that I was gradually getting more and more passionate about it. Yeah. Um, and and about five, six years ago, I, I wanted to have a new experience, like live abroad. And I always had the, that in the back of my mind. And I was really unhappy with the career that I had chosen uh, at that time. So I just figured I would not only change my uh, home, but also change my career at the same time. So I came to Canada to study uh, audio production. Um, but it wasn't anything like specifically focused in games. Uh, I, I, to be completely honest, I didn't even know that working in game music was an option because yeah. in Brazil, the game industries, at least when I was growing up, was pretty non-existent. So I didn't even know that that was a possibility. Uh, I came in contact with the game industry when I moved to Vancouver, which is a huge uh, game uh, hub. Yeah. Um, and then after a, um, a couple of years of, of my diploma here, at the very end of my last semester, I had one class on game audio, and that sparked something in me. I, I, I was just I can do this. I can like mix, try to mix the my, the two loves of my life, video games <laughs> and music. <laughs> so I graduated in April 2020. So right in the beginning of everything, um, <laughs> uh, right in the beginning of the pandemic. So yeah kind of a poor timing uh, but at the same time I had all this free time all of a sudden because I couldn't go to work my work was closed um, so I just started studying by myself how to uh, do game audio game music because it's pretty different than all the my other experience with music before um, started doing a bunch of game jams learning how to uh, how an, a game engine works how game developer g- game developers work and how to communicate with them um, and then yeah by the end of 2020 I started getting some small projects here and there starting actually working um, on some yeah small indie games cool so I mean based upon what you said I'm guessing you were a, a gamer before getting the opportunity oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i've been playing games yeah since i can remember <laughs> since i was six i think since ah, nice. seven, six seven yeah cool. so in, ter- in terms of some of the games you've worked on i may get these wrong in a sort of chronological order but just go going with them um so i think one of one of them that you've worked on that's uh still in production um is get a cake yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, get a cake was actually my first oh, cool. um, project ever, um, like per- first like professional project, and yeah, that's still under under production. Its uh, development is a bit quite quite slow at the moment because last year 
uh, we uh, we develop a demo which is on Steam. Everyone can play. It's a pretty chunky demo with lots of content and, and gives them a, a nice idea of what the full game will be. But we also tried to kickstart it last year for that game, and we didn't reach the goal, so we halted development for a while, and we moved to developing a smaller game just to try to build our brand as a studio yeah. called Crafty Survivors, which is already out in early access. And so we're focusing on that, still de uh, developing content for that. I'm doing all the music and sound effects for Crafty Survivors, while still working on some Geta Cake stuff here and there. That's cool. So, I mean, in terms of Get a Cake, it's um, like a Metroidvania. Um, from from the development page, it uh, says it's inspired by Monster Boy and Hollow Knight, um, which obviously two kind of similar games in play style, but very different aesthetic-wise. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, in terms of like with your ideas for the, the soundtrack and audio, was it a mix of them? I know, like the overall theming of it's quite light, like this dragons and dragons and cake, I believe, which is <laughs> quite the mix. Yeah. So, I mean, what what sort of like was there any sort of inspiration of of a games or of an artist, or was it more a visual sort of mood that you you went from? Um, yeah, I always I always go first for uh, to look for visuals for uh, for inspiration and how the music would sound like and the overall audio aesthetic of the game. Get a Cake is such a um, whimsical, fun, and, and cartoonish take on, on the Metroidvania genre, uh, which is full of amazing games, but also games that are very dark and, and moody and, and, and like post-apocalyptic. And Get a Cake is basically the opposite of that. So I wanted to go for a more um, lighthearted and fun and adventurous uh, soundtrack uh, for it. Um, and yeah, in terms of, in, of musical inspirations, uh, growing up in the NCC4 era, David Wise and yeah. Grant Kirkhope are, are major inspirations for me. Even even before I, 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 I attempted doing <laughs> game music, I was already listening to those soundtracks over and over. So they're kind of already glued to my brain uh, whenever I start something uh, in this in this vein. So. Uh, so yeah, those two are a main uh, inspiration for for Gettigate for sure. That's cool. So it, so obviously, I think you kind of touched on it with um, going through your uh, education and doing like the music production degree, and then at the very last year, learning about game production, how uh, game music production, how different it is. Is there like in terms of like get a cake in implementing the music? How sort of interactive is it in the game? Is it sort of fairly you've got you know like something playing in one area or does it become dynamic depending on different circumstances or is that still in development uh no we already already put some uh, interactive music ideas into the demo um uh, the main one i can think of well there are two uh, the, the main area of the demo is, is a forest so i have the forest theme um, but there are some rooms in the forest that are there are no enemies and it's just a, basically a safe room. Yeah. So in those rooms, I just dynamically take out the percussion and bring up some like dreamy, patty um, uh, layer uh, just to take the, the action and, and out and, and just bring the energy down a bit. Um, but the other one I think is my favorite is. So for Get a, Get a Cake has six, we'll, we'll have six playable characters, uh, playable dragons. In the demo we already have two, but the full game will have six. And each of each one of the six um, dragons will have a, a main theme song, and they will have a correspondent um, main instrument that, that that is linked to them. Uh, so in the case of Geta, the, our main uh, protagonist is the tuba, and in the case of Piki, the second dragon that you unlock, in the in the demo is a violin um and then at the very end of the demo you fight a boss and the boss has has its own theme um but there's a, a, a little melody at the end of the theme right before it loops that can be played by any of the six instruments so so depending on the character that you're controlling at the time of the, the boss fight the melody will be played by the tuba or the violin or the other four instruments uh, and it's all switched dynamically using fmod um, 
So yeah, you um, you can it can switch characters mid melody, mid phrasing, and uh, the music will adapt to to that character and that instrument. That's cool. I guess it, like that's one of the things like an opportunity you can do that sort of thing with game music that you can't in mm-hmm. any of a sort of like you know once a song's recorded it's recorded whereas yes. like people are going to exactly. have a different experience every mm-hmm. time they and play it's it one of the main, yeah one of the main things that drew me into trying to making music um i didn't have any idea how to do that or or even like using middleware like fmod like what i'm using now but like just the idea of being able to do it made me want to learn it and, and and, and want to try it out i think it's like in my head was when i listen to games and it does that and you notice you're just like that sounds really cool and i'd like to be able to do it but also there's a a code inside of it or some sort of thing it's like my brain just can't handle that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't touch any code i just use fmod which is an audio middleware and yeah. i can i can set up all the systems there um and then and then yeah, the, the the programmer actually hooks up the events to the uh, to the game. Okay. Uh, but yeah, thankfully so far I haven't <laughs> I haven't uh, been needed to like write a single line of code. But who knows? <laughs> hopefully not. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> and I'm guess guessing on what you said, that's kind of still in development, a bit in the background. But the um, the studio is more like focusing on crafty survivors at the moment. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Crafty, uh, we we launched it in early access in March. Uh, we had a pretty pretty good reception on our first uh, month, first month or so. So we, we decided to just go with it and and, and uh, take a year of development to develop the full game. So we expect to release 1.0 um, by Aprilish next year. Uh, we're updating it constantly every month with new areas new characters, new music, new sound effects, and new systems. Uh, the game has expanded quite a bit since we let, we released it in March. Yeah, so, so like for people that don't know, that's uh, described as a bullet heaven roguelike. Um, exactly, so yeah, uh, so yeah, just going off the vampire survivors trend, uh, we, try, we wanted to do, have our own take on that. And pretty similar to Crafty Survivors, this is also, to, to get a Kate, sorry, Crafty Survivors is also like a fun, cartoonish, whimsical take on the vampire survivors genre. So you, instead of playing like as a vampire slayer or as a, or as a, a mercenary killing monsters, you play, you, you don't play as the heroes, you play as like the chef. So you throw ovens at people. Uh, you can play as a sculptor, so you sculpt uh, uh, things that can do damage to the enemies. Um, the last character we released, I believe, was the blacksmith of the town. So he's not the swordsman or anything. He just makes the, the weapons. Um, so yeah, it's a very fun game. Very, uh, and lots of cool opportunities for the sound effects and music too. I was going to say, obviously, with both of these, uh, Get a Cake and Crafty Survivors, with you doing the sound effects as well, I'm, I'm really yeah. intrigued how you were doing sound effects for the chef throwing stuff at people like ovens and pots and pans at people and stuff like that oh uh, yeah it's basically just me recording my own pots and pans here <laughs> in my home and just trying to put it into the game uh, also with like some really like slapstick kind of cartoon sound uh, sound design as well yeah um, but yeah it's it's been fun <laughs> i can imagine your neighbors appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I haven't had any complaints yet so <laughs> They're probably worried yeah, you'll throw, throw the sauce bit, though. <laughs> yeah. Is that sort of like, obviously, with the both of them being fairly light-hearted, whimsical games, is that the sort of, like, music translate across to both of them that they're both kind of quite light-hearted? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would say so. Uh, with Get a Cake, I, I feel it's more... Um, the soundtrack is more adventurous and it has more themes sharing across the the different music that I've already made for them while with Crafty it's a more arcadey game so um, uh, it's it's more fast paced and like battle uh, themed music Um, but not as epic or dramatic as some other games it's it's very melodic focused and, and trying to 
to weave in some some fun elements into the songs. Yeah, I guess it like just the pace of the game, the difference between the two. It's got to be a mm-hmm. you know a higher BPM just to kind of fit that. Yes, as well. exactly. So, mm-hmm. I mean, was there any sort of different influences or any sort of games that you you've played that kind of like have soundtracks? Uh, you pulled ideas from for that or is it just a similar sort of thing those sort of early inspirations like david wise and um grant kirkhope and that sort of stuff or? um i i would say um those early inspirations helped uh, as well um the developers also um usually before i start a new piece they send me references for that track um, and that helps a lot. So a lot of the music that I'm, I'm, I'm using as references is from a game that I haven't actually played, but the soundtrack is really good. Uh, it's I think it's Ragnarok only. Ragnarok something, Battle, battle something. Yeah. Uh, one of the devs is a, is a really huge fan of that game, and he wanted the, the soundtrack to sound a bit like that. And it is fast-paced and, and fun and cartoonish as well. So I'm using that uh, as a base, as as well as my other influences for sure that's nice i mean i guess in the both both those games as they mentioned the same studio which is flannel bear games correct mm-hmm. i guess yeah. it, like that's kind of their they're going to be aiming towards the more light-hearted bright colorful yes yes for, for sure i think that's their their main idea their main like um mission as a game developer uh studio is just to to try to bring some some yeah light heart light hearted um, themes to to some classic other genres. Yeah, I mean, I say when they when I saw the artwork of Get a Cake and saw that it was like, oh, it's inspired by Hollow Knight, and I was like, okay, they, <laughs> Is they're, <it>? they're <laughs> like the completely different styles. Like Hollow Knight, this very dark and brooding, mm-hmm, gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the blues. main inspiration. Uh, with Hollow Knight is basically like just an interconnected world and some of the the the, the combat mechanics as well, like being more um, not as as button mashy as uh, some other games, as you have to really uh, understand your your enemies and, and some more calculated combat. Um, yeah, we're, we're taking Hollow Knight as inspiration for that, but definitely not for the visuals, not, definitely not for the <laughs> for the audio. <laughs> I think that's a, that's pretty clear when you when you put those two games side by side. Oh yeah, definitely. I, it's just sort of I think what I can't remember which page it was. It was like inspired yeah. by Monster Boy and Hollow Knight, and there wasn't really any explanation of those mm-hmm. boy. It was those two games. It's like I can see the Monster mm-hmm. Boy. You know, that's a very mm-hmm. bright and fun and uh, like very. Uh, bright colored cop platformer kind of game but the hollow knight one is like oh i don't get it but then the sort of get the, <laughs> the more the gameplay mechanics and stuff that makes that makes a bit yeah. more sense to me and obviously as you mm-hmm. mentioned um crafty survivors is early access and hopefully version one uh april next year yeah around that, that time yeah and get a cake has a demo out but no sort of formal release date at the moment yeah yeah, not yet. Get a Cake is a much larger game. Yeah. Um, still figuring some stuff out. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a dream project of the the two developers from Funnel Bear Games. They it's it's gonna it's gonna be out some sometime. So they just wanna take their time to do the best version they can for that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. especially if it's sort of is it the first sort of game they've worked on, or have they worked on other things before? Uh, the yeah, as 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 Flannel Bears, the first uh, game they worked on uh, was Get a Cake um, and uh, Craft here. Yeah, obviously, I'm guessing. Yeah, kind of want to make them both as good as possible if they're just going mm-hmm. out into the world. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. move, moving away from uh, the Flannel Bear games, ones the two other games that you mentioned on your website that you worked on. Uh, there was Merfight, which is a sort of 2.5D fighting game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's a little bit older. Was that kind of um, well? What what sort of details are there about about that project? Uh, so yeah, Morphite is is a two point five um, defining game akin to Tekken or uh, other games on that on that genre. Uh, I was brought in to write a couple songs for that. It was like oh gosh maybe almost three years ago <laughs> and it's already out in early access too uh the developer metrified games is 
um, is still working on it. Uh, it's a pretty cool game. I, I've been uh, I've, I've wrote uh, two songs, one for each of the main characters. Uh, I wasn't as involved with implementation or, or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a cool fighting game based on sea creatures, anthropomorphic sea <laughs> sea animals. I don't know <laughs> something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I mean, is is that sort of your you've kind of finished your involvement with that one now or is it yes uh, as of right now i'm not working on anything uh for Murphite uh anymore um basically because the soundtrack is being written by a bunch of composers yeah i know, I know that he brought even a couple of friends of mine to to work on it too so yeah i only got to work on a couple of tracks but i'm pretty proud of them they're pretty nice they're all they both of them are really different uh, in style so got some i got to like flex some different muscles in each one of them <laughs> that's yeah. cool um and then i think the the other game that was mentioned um on your on your website is eyes of aya um just a visual novel um so i mean that's more more like fantasy themed um yes so is that again is that I can't remember if that was still in development as well. Yes, it is. It is still in development. Um, I'm I'm currently uh, waiting on more uh, content from the developers to to keep writing music for them. But yeah, it's still it's still going. Uh, I wrote four tracks, uh, and they're all in that fantasy realm, like um, medieval fantasy, uh, which is all really really cool because i didn't have the opportunity to write anything in that style before i also didn't have like much much knowledge on like instrumentation and arrangement for that uh, um that kind of music and and that's that's always a nice challenge for me i always like to dive into genres that i haven't had any experience before because i just keep listening to those songs yeah <laughs> over and over and over making notes and like well no, how, how to do like some common themes between them uh and then to actually execute them is always it's always fun can be a bit uh scary at first <laughs> but but yeah it's uh, the end result is always is always fun i always learn something um by, by doing that so it's always cool and that's again going back to um another like benefit of doing music for games is you can get different genres and different moods and stuff yeah quite easily yeah i never yeah i never thought i'd be writing fantasy music <laughs> <laughs> when i moved here <laughs> yeah so yeah it's 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 fun how how you, you end up on some places that you didn't expect oh yeah definitely and I mean, st- stepping away from like the uh, games, the games themselves, and just in general terms, um, in terms of like soundtrack and music side, do you, do you sort of have like a process? Let's say like you're you're going to write a forest theme. Do you kind of have like a go-to instrument? You kind of figure out a riff or melody on, and then build from there. And then do you kind of do you like try and use as much live instrumentation, or is it samples or synths or stuff like that? Um, so yeah, usually I, I start with like having already a main instrument or an instrument that already evokes the kind of feeling that I want for that track. Starting with that always helps the process. Um, if I, if I don't have an idea of which instrument is going to be like the main one, I start with the, just a piano because it's the most like flat <laughs> instrument <laughs> I can think of. Uh, and I can translate that to any other, uh, uh, other sound but like for the forest for example i always try to use like a like percussive sounds like a marimba or xylophone um so yeah that that helps um my process always starts with listening to the references that either the developer sends me or that i can think of for for that song and then writing down uh some notes on instrumentation or or how the song progresses or how it loops back and and having that kind of um guideline for me it's really helpful that you just start out like like out of nowhere (laughs) (laughs) um uh so so yeah and in terms of of um live instruments i don't have a ton of live instruments here i use my bass often and my guitar 
Uh, I also have a melodica that I try to use, but mostly it's just uh, samples, uh, virtual instruments, and and synths as well. Yeah, that's cool. And I guess in like in terms of sound effects, is that um, like a complete mix of trying to just record random sounds, synth effects, and mm-hmm. then that sort of thing. Yeah, sound effects. It's it's also usual. It's also like re- really dependent. I would say sometimes even more than the the music. Like it's it's hugely dependent on the visuals, yeah, um, and and the style of the game and and, and the aesthetic. So, uh, for example, for Crafty Survivors, I'm using a lot of uh, a good mix of like synthesized sounds and and stuff that I just recorded here at home or that I have already a library on my computer here, uh, just like physical stuff. Uh, but for Lucid, for example, which is the other project uh, I'm working on currently, it has a, a really like retro aesthetic, so I'm using much more synths, uh, um, like t- taking inspiration for the early '90s from the early '90s uh, um, games. So trying to emulate that with a modern twist, uh, because we don't have those limitations anymore that the early consoles had. Um, but trying to stay as true as possible to that kind of sound uh, um, and yeah the kind of like retro sound so yeah it varies a lot yeah definitely I mean you mentioned Lucid which I had forgotten to write down on my notes to talk about <laughs> so oh, good no worries <laughs> so is that that's um, is that currently a, in Kickstarter phase as well Yes, exactly. So that's I would say that's like the the main thing I'm working on right now, at least for the past couple of months. Um, I've I've been working on it for about a year already, um, doing sound design. Um, but uh, for the past couple of months, we we're just like gearing up to the Kickstarter that I launched last week, uh, last month, uh, last Monday, sorry, and and we already got funded in our first three days. So we're just pushing for uh, stretch goals now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Lucid is uh, also a Metroidvania, 2D Metroidvania, uh, but with some Celeste elements as well in terms of like traversal and, and movement and like precise platforming. The dev calls it a Celestoidvania, which I think <laughs> it's a pretty pretty neat term, pretty cool term. Um, and yeah, that's a, a really, really cool project. I'm really excited about it. Um, people seem to be liking it. Hence, the Kickstarter already being funded, which which kind of surprised me a little, uh, especially like how far, uh, how fast it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're still going with that campaign. I believe that if uh, that maybe when this um, this episode goes live, we still will be on our last days. Uh, so yeah, Lucid is 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 the the main project i'm working on right now so you mentioned like obviously there's a lot a lot more sort of synth things in it i mean looking at just sort of the art style and gameplay it's kind of very i can't really think of how to describe it but almost that like neon-y kind of dark with lots of red and blues like almost those old 3d glasses you used to yeah. have that sort of <laughs> yeah. thing i mean it kind of yeah. ju- just just the colors and sort of the fact it's pixel art reminds me a little bit and not the gameplay but like just the um the color hues and the the art style look quite a bit of a hyperlight drifter which obviously mm-hmm. has like quite mm-hmm. a quite a heavy synth sound and things like that yeah. so that's cool like i think people really mm-hmm. like that that sort of aesthetic and stuff mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, in, t- in terms of that, like going to write writing like synth music, is there was there any sort of um, different things you listen to outside the norm? Is that something that you kind of are a bit unfamiliar with, or is it, is it something that you listen to a lot more? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I love uh, listening to synth based music as well. Um, I, I love. Disaster piece uh, from Hyperlight Drifter is, yeah. of course, he's amazing. <laughs> uh, I I love Danny Baranowski's stuff, uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer, and and the upcoming Rift of the Necrodancer as well. Uh, so yeah, I those are the two that come to mind. Uh, but but yeah, I I I try to listen to those when I need to write any synth based stuff. 
but yeah, for for Lucid, uh, it's I'm ju- ju- just doing sound design. I'm not doing music. Um, okay. But but yeah, but I'm 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 using a bunch, a, a lot of the the synths that those kind of those artists use. I try to use in Lucid as well because I want the sound design to also feel a bit musical. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm, con- I'm I'm always like trying to communicate with the composers from Lucid and, and ask questions like what key is it, is the song in like just so I can create some tune sound effects and then create a more uh, a more compre- comprehensive audio palette for it. Yeah. Um, I think it's a it's really important to 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 balance both sound effects and music really well. That's it. It's like obviously with with stuff where you have more natural sound effects Mm -hmm. they'll have a pitch but it's not as important for that pitch to kind of fit in with the the music whereas if you're using more synth sound things it's like if it's not in the same key it could make it sound really jarring so yeah you're guessing those conversations with the with the composer on that make sense to make sure it all fits in together Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm that's cool and i mean in terms of is there you mentioned it's like doing the stretch goals is um at the minute i'm guessing it's just a case of that's gonna wait until that finishes and then seeing what what development happens before knowing really how long that's gonna gonna take before it um comes in yeah um i yeah i don't have we we don't have like a specific like date or or a release window uh Um, but it's safe to say that's coming out in 2025. Okay. Um, so yeah, I assume that like 2024 is going to be the, the major um, development push, at least for me. Uh, I've been I've been already working on the game, but it's more like concept stuff and and, and the demo and the trailer for the Kickstarter. Uh, but once the the, the campaigns, which are, all of our attention is focused on that now, <laughs> to to get the the most uh, we can out of it. Once, once that's that's done, uh, then yeah, I'll just dive deep into it and, and keep keep pumping out sounds for it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's one of those where it's like you just see it and it's just such a cool style. It's like yeah, really intrigued and this mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Celestoidvania that it was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I Celeste is a game I loved. Metroidvanias, yeah. I enjoy, but I'm just not very good at them. <laughs> so it's like I'll have to have to see how I get on. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you do you do fine. Like uh, it has a it has a pretty nice learning curve, yeah. uh, and it adapts to a bunch of different players. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited with that one. Yeah, uh, that sounds really cool. And I mean, obviously. Um, I'll put all like the details to all the sort of Kickstarters and all the, the oh, games yeah. I've got coming up in the episode description and things so people can follow and support from there as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, yeah, thanks. In terms in terms of yourself and sort of like your your general musical influences, obviously you've mentioned a few sort of uh, games composers. Is there any sort of like just uh composers outside of games music or any just bands or, or musicians at all that have inspired you um yeah i can like uh, the bands that inspired me to get into music at all uh when i was just a little kid uh the main one i can t- i can i can say is red hot chili peppers yeah. because i'm a bassist <laughs> i started <laughs> as a bassist so obviously them um and yeah, as I as I grew older, I, I I learned also to appreciate a lot of their melodic work um, with the uh, with John Frusciante on guitars and and Flea on bass and, and how they 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 go in and out of each other is is it's really really cool when you start studying their their lines. Um, another band that's pretty big for me is Muse. Yeah. Um, I love Muse and I love how all three of them are so 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 talented. How they muse, their music feels super weird in a good way, <laughs> in a really, really, really cool way. And also, like bass lines are amazing on that the band. So that also that always like gets me. <laughs> yeah, uh, cool bass lines. And other composers outside of games, like I, I, I gotta say, John Williams for film music, just because of his his has so many iconic themes, like 
his melody, his sense of melody and like how to write a theme is something that I tried to to apply to to my music as well. Uh, I, I always strive to try to write like catchy themes or at least a catchy phrase that people can hum. That's my main goal. Uh, so yeah, that yeah, I always um, look up to John Williams, of course. I mean, John Williams, every film or film series has that one sort of little melody that's just when you think of that series, it's like Jurassic Park and you just think yeah, of, yeah. you just get it instantly in your head and it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so, mm-hmm. so well Even done. people that never watched those movies, yeah. it's insane. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's like the fact that, um, oh, what's, what's the one he did? There's a big series that was in the 80s and there was a new one out recently. It's completely gone out of my head. Uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's it. It's just like obviously that yeah. that theme is just still like yeah, yeah forty years later. It's just like oh okay. Mm-hmm. It's like you think Indiana mm-hmm. Jones. It's just like yeah, there it is in my yeah. head. Thank you. <laughs> and I mean with Star Wars, like I mean oh, half yeah. of the half of the half of the emotion of Star Wars is from the music. Like so many iconic things on those on that series that it's all him. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Oh, super super impressive mm-hmm. i mean there's a there's a reason why so many people mention him and that's just because mm-hmm. of how good he is yes mm-hmm. i mean going back to uh so i i always ask this question like i was a really well i still am a really big muse fan but like like mm-hmm. i kind of tailed off after black holes and revelations like oh, for really? me yeah. yeah it's just like it's always ah. interesting to see if people feel the same I, I stuck a bit after that. I, I haven't listened to their newest a couple of albums, yeah. I think. Uh, but I, I I I was a pretty big fan up until the second law. Yeah. Um, so it was Black Holes, then the Resistance, then which was okay. Second law was was really a, a kind of a departure already from their previous song, but I, I was already I was still digging it. But after the second law, yeah, yeah. I, I tip it off as well. Yeah, their first four albums are the best. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, they're the ones that yeah. are kind of. I mean, Black Holes and Revelations has quite a bit of synth stuff on, but like when it was mm-hmm. just sort of the main guitar, bass, piano mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. it's like the amount of good riffs that are on. Um, yeah, Origin of Symmetry and Absolution, especially especially yeah. bass ones. It's just like oh yeah it's so good even showbiz the first one yeah. the first album has has a lot of really cool songs as well it's really raw but it's so really really good as well yeah yeah i i mean i regularly go back and listen to all four of those albums quite often and it's like mm-hmm. it's just like yeah mm-hmm. definitely have you been to their concert yes mm-hmm. i think it was on the black holes and revelations tour so it would have been like 2006 and oh, okay. they're one of one of few bands I've seen that is better live than mm-hmm. on record. It's like there's can... there's bands that are better live or it's a better experience live because they go a bit mm-hmm. crazy, but Muse somehow manage to like just when they do like Matt Bellamy does the extra changes the solos and stuff like mm-hmm. that and it's just yeah really, really I impressive. Agree. Yeah, Muse was one of the best concerts I've ever was like I've been to quite a few and I when people ask me, Muse is always the Muse one is, was always up there. Yeah, I think really cool. I think for me it's been so long ago since I've I saw them. It's like, is was mm-hmm. it actually that good, or am I just looking back with fondness now? <laughs> with a nostalgic yeah. lens. It's like, uh, yeah. it's like back when I was young, like I was just eighteen, and all all mm-hmm. this. And it's like oh, those were the days. <laughs> 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 Those were the day, yeah, the good old days. Yeah, <laughs> where my knees didn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I miss my knees. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it kind of kind of leads us on nicely to the the section of the podcast I call quickfire questions. So, so the mm-hmm. the principle is, I will ask you a, a question, and you will you'll say your favourite of of that thing. Um, okay. If you can pick just one, but that's never the case, so don't worry too much yeah. about it. Um, but okay. we will start off with your your favorite video game of all time. Oh my god! Um, so yeah, uh, it might be it might be recency bias, but I 
for now the first thing that came to my mind was tears of the kingdom nice um because i I finished it a month ago about a month ago and and i i I just think it's it's an amazing game i already loved breath of the wild i probably would i would say breath of the wild if it wasn't for tears but i think that and it's not a detriment to breath of the wild at all that game is amazing and 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 i think it still like has a more special touch than than any other game because it it, it was so brand new and the, the open world kind of thing but i think tears made it look like a prototype yeah i think tears of the kingdom was the actual game that they wanted to make if it wasn't for for the wii u that they, they needed to release it on the wii u and now it's it's the, the actual game that, that that team had in mind and yeah i was just like in from the beginning like i remember breath of, breath of the wild took me a couple of hours to actually get it and once like once it got me it was perfect but tears I, w- I was in instantly from the moment i i dove in from the first sky island I'm like, oh this is where i'm spending my the next 100 plus hours for sure <laughs> so yeah i would say that i'm i'm just waiting for the portion of time to dedicate to playing it it's like i know it's going to be like a 60 plus at least hour investment and it's like i, 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 I yes. know i can't like i don't it there's games i will play that i know are going to have really good story and really good gameplay but i'll be happy to play mm-hmm. just the main story whereas mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. playing breath of the wild it's like i i know i will want to try and do as much as i can in yeah. that game yeah i mean i think i know it is overwhelming yeah <laughs> i think i know what you mean like with breath of the wild as well because there's that you obviously start off and you're in the first sort of area of the game and then you get the the hand glider and then you kind of do that mm-hmm. bit and that's when the world kind of opens up and you realize mm-hmm. how massive it is and it's like yeah. oh, okay now what now the game actually is about yeah it's like now we're going <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 um but yeah good good answer they're all good answers but I, that's one that I will, <laughs> I will agree with it's when someone say, says a game that like I don't know anything about and I'm a bit like I'm sure it's a great game but I, I can't relate <laughs> yeah 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 um, so the next of the quick fire questions is your your favourite band or composer or, or musician uh, okay so yeah I already mentioned a couple I won't repeat myself uh, for composer I I want to give a shout out to Lena Rain yeah. from Celeste. I think Celeste's soundtrack is amazing, um, and, and not just Celeste's soundtrack, uh, the other soundtracks that uh, that I've heard, uh, like Chicory, it's really good. Uh, so yeah, definitely Lena Rain. And I also uh, I also want to say Adam Kaflish Crash Troid, which you already <laughs> had in your podcast here. Yeah. Not just because he's a good friend of mine, but his work on Peglin is amazing. I really like his his style. Uh, I try to take some lessons from it too. He also has that fun um, it's called really groovy uh, uh, kind of music. Um, and yeah, I, re- I really think he's really talented. Uh, the the pet success on Peglin is really well deserved so yeah I would say both those both uh, composers definitely I mean I think it's just out of shot on my webcam but you can see the little Peglin at the top yeah oh yeah I can see it (laughs) that's awesome yeah I love that game even if I again that's type of type of game I absolutely suck at but yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's so addicting it's so good oh yeah you just keep coming back to it and you just think like I can do it this time and it's like somehow even worse than before (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, so next of the quick fire questions is your your favourite game soundtrack okay um so yeah like i mentioned celeste it's, it's pretty big um i played that game and then i came back to play again just for the soundtrack <laughs> so good uh i really like undertale's soundtrack yeah even though i'm not like a huge fan of the game itself like some a lot of other people uh are i think the soundtrack is like like one of the best i've ever heard uh, especially on the theme work uh the 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 way that Toby can put the main theme of the game into several other tracks and make it feel like natural and organic 
and and they also feel different just in uh, in those different contexts. Um, I think that's that's like anyone that wants to develop a main theme and then use that main theme across the game to 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 have like a a through line on the game soundtrack should study that uh, Undertale soundtrack is really really good. I do like with with Undertale how it covers a lot of ground because it's like quite a lot of very nice, gentle, melodic, caring mm-hmm. sounds, and then there's also some of the absolutely chaotic battle sounds yeah. and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. battle songs and stuff like that. I mean, like the the final boss fight one is just absolutely mm-hmm, ridiculous mm-hmm. for how much is going on in that and just so chaotic and I love it it's just such a weird yeah. soundtrack to listen to in isolation because it's like you go through it it's like oh this is nice and nice and peaceful yeah. and it's like oh, okay that's that's going <laughs> it's heavy metal now yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. cool uh, I mean I I somehow discovered both like Undertale and Celeste at the same time and just got massively mm-hmm. into both games and the soundtracks mm-hmm. and it's just now like i mean they're ones that i listen to a lot outside of just playing the yeah. game i was just like i'll just have them on just because i know Same. yeah they're just good music as well as good game music mm-hmm. um on, on a similar similar theme for the next of the quickfire questions your uh favorite film and or tv soundtrack mm, okay so yeah, I'm also gonna try to stay away from John Williams' work because I already gushed about him. <laughs> so I, I want to say the Back to the Future soundtrack. Nice, which is really really good. The main theme also is really really catchy, and especially those last twenty minutes of like the the clock tower thing and like the the. Uh, the, the dance under the sea kind of thing with Marty trying to get back yeah. like all that that that's that the score during that whole sequence it's it's thrilling it's uh it, it gets you pumped it gets it gives you anxiety because you don't know if they're gonna make it or not and on top of everything there's this killer main theme that you can also hum yeah from the from the start from from the first time you listen to it until the end of time <laughs> so yeah yeah it's really good yeah definitely i mean that's one as well that is kind of it's i don't want to say it's john williams-esque but it has that sort of catchy melody mm-hmm. and it's like a really similar sort of thing it's just like yeah, yeah. i mean i know they're I, well, I don't know if there'll ever be a another Back to the Future because you know, never say never these days. But it's like that'll just be yeah. fifty years down the line. <laughs> Nothing is sacred anymore. <laughs> no, it's like can't wait for them to ruin something else. I love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like in fifty years' time when someone decides they wanted to make another one, and it's like they'll just crack out that that intro theme, and I just be like, oh, that's fine. All is forgiven now. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you, yeah. You can mess everything else up. Just don't mess the the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely. And I mean, I, I think it's just as well. There's just the thing with like '80s films have such they have such strong themes in so many of them. Or like mm-hmm. even even like the the licensed ones that have like licensed soundtracks. It's like they're just such vivid memories maybe this is just me and this is like a nostalgia thing for even though i was only alive in the 80s for like two years it's like i grew up (laughs) up watching a lot of like the 80s films like breakfast club is like obviously um Mm. simple minds it's just like that's just like so iconic with that and it's like oh okay but maybe maybe in a you know 30 years time people will be talking the same way about the theme tune from all the marvel films and stuff like that Who yeah I, th- I think i think so uh i think so i think the i brought up marvel i i i i'm really big marvel um mcu fan at least i was now their their films are kind of not <laughs> not that good but up until endgame it was really really good yeah but the soundtrack was always something that was kind of lacking they they didn't have that like memorable theme that I that at least it's uh, I enjoy it's for my taste until the very end that they kind of relied heavily on the main Avengers theme yeah um, but like they had like twenty something movies that kind of has the same soundtrack um, 
So yeah, I, I don't think that for that franchise specifically, they will um, there will be any much nostalgia for it except for the main main Avenger scene. I think. Yeah, we will see. We'll see what happens. Which in is which? Years. I if I'm if I'm not mistaken, the main Avenger theme is also is from the same composer as the main Back to the Future theme. I don't know. Alan, but... Sil- Alan Silvestri, I think so. Yeah, yeah, Alan Silvestri, the Avengers. Ah, lovely. And then finally, the last of the quickfire questions is your favorite individual song or track from a game soundtrack. Okay, I'm gonna go back to one of my favorite soundtracks, which is Donkey Kong Country 2. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna say Forest Interlude. Nice. Yeah, not gonna go with Secret Bird Symphony, which is which is <laughs> everyone talks about that one, which is an amazing song, one of the one of the core pillars of gaming soundtrack. But there's something about Forest Interlude, which is which is so calming and and so so nice. I love the little intro with the synths and everything rising up. It's, it's really really good. I mean, I can remember Donkey Kong Country was probably up until up until the PlayStation came out is the game that I would like associate with my childhood and can remember mm. playing the first one just thinking this soundtrack is so amazing compared to yeah. like it, it just sounds like so different to a lot of other music at that time how can they get it better and then Donkey Kong Country 2 came out and it's like wow David <laughs> Weiss has done it again <laughs> yeah it's it sounds so different than all the other yeah, it, it doesn't sound like it belongs on an SNES yeah. soundtrack. It's so atmospheric. Uh, it's so atmospheric and, and, and sounds so different, like the, the instruments that they use, the, the, the sounds. It's not that, like, cheap toony. It's, yeah. it's, it's a song that could be made today with the, with the current hardware and the software that we have. Uh, it's, it's in, but they did it in, a, like, a 16-bit cartridge. <laughs> I mean, the fact that people are using aquatic ambience from donkey kong country one in like all these viral tiktoks and reels and stuff is just hilarious because yeah. it's like you don't yeah. you don't know you weren't there you weren't there when this came out yeah. you don't know yeah. the, the feelings <laughs> this it is gives mine me. yeah this is mine <laughs> realizing i sound so old right now <laughs> it's fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's just like post the the picture of Grandpa Simpson, angry yeah, yeah, yeah. man shakes hand at cloud. That's yes, definitely exactly. like how I feel my life is going right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's um, it. Kind of led to the end of the quickfire questions, but yeah, we've talked kind of uh, a lot about your your work that you're working on at the minute um in terms of like games that are coming out um obviously crafty survivors and um get a cake crafty survivors obviously early early next year hopefully for the full release but people if they did want to play and follow the pro progress it's in early access on steam at the moment is there anywhere else or is it just steam uh no just just steam yeah and then get a cake um that's there's a demo on steam as well so Mm-hmm. that's the best place to kind of keep up with that I mean in guessing in, in keeping up with like um, uh, Flannel Bear do they have like a Twitter or a website yeah they do uh, it's Flannel Bear Game yep. without the S at the end um, uh, and yeah they I don't think they have a website but Get A Cake does oh okay and getacake.com cool. that's yeah. fine I mean so that's yeah that will be there as long as Twitter's still a thing um, <laughs> yes. Oh my god. We don't know how long we have. <laughs> I know. It's like it's like every week I have the same conversation with someone. It's like it clings on to life, but also every week there's another new social media platform that I need to join up to. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. going to lose all these people if I don't. But then also I'm going to Yeah, I just I just got an invite for like Blue Sky. Yeah. <laughs> and I I'm like I'm already right. so yeah, I, I created an account there, but I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to start it over. It's just <laughs> it's it's the thing from my perspective like from what I'm looking at it's like even stuff like I don't even know where my like my av- profile picture avatar is saved mm. on my laptop to even do it it's yeah. like I got, got an invite code to it created it and then I was like oh, I need to 
do a bio and that it means yeah. I need to think of something funny to put in it and that's just too <laughs> much effort <laughs> um, yeah yeah and then so, similar sort of thing um obviously eyes of I does is that um that's obviously got a steam page as well that people can, can yeah find. it's uh it also has a steam page um we don't have a release date yet but that's still in development uh yeah just look it up eyes of ire and then yeah wish listed if yeah. you if you can yeah and then be awesome and then obviously lucid said is that they yeah. have their own twitter for that or is that they have their own twitter and also this team page the twitter is the the studio's name which is the matt black so p-h-e-m-a-t-t-e black yeah um and yeah you can follow all the information on what's there we're live on Kickstarter right now, so any 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 sharing of the campaign is really really helpful. Um, if you can back it, that's perfect. If you can, that's also great. But sharing is the most important thing. <laughs> Definitely. And I mean, in terms mm. of in terms of that, is there any sort of other work you've got going on? Any of the uh, game soundtracks or just any any musical work outside of games that you're you're working on at the minute? Um, not not. Outside of games, no. In games, not that I can talk about yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I would invite anyone to that, that is interested to just follow me on Twitter as well. Just Vitor Amado, my name there. Yeah. And yeah, I'll be posting up some news hopefully soon. <laughs> I, I really want to share. <laughs> yeah. And it that definitely sounds exciting. I mean, it's lots lots of projects you've got you working on that as well, quite different projects, which is really cool. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's really, really interesting. I mean, um it's kind of came to the end of the questions I had for you, Vito. I'm not sure if there's anything anything else you'd like to talk about at all. Um I mean I think I think so. I'm ju- I'm I'm just curious, like what made you want to start this podcast? What, what's your relationship with game music? Have you have you written any music for games, or like have you like what's your story? I'm really curious. Ah, so so it's kind of I think it was during mm-hmm. lockdown, um, and it's like I've always been really into like games and music and mm-hmm. game music, but kind of always thought it was this outside of like any achievable sphere of anything and then <laughs> kind of like the more because uh, when i was growing up it was kind of like you know every game was like a big big release there wasn't really yeah much in the way of like because obviously everything was physical so it's like to make a game you had to have like a substantial amount of investments so it's like mm. oh these people are like really professional musicians and stuff that are involved but it's like the more like indie games that came out it's like oh okay there's a lot more of this so it must be more accessible than i thought and it was just a curiosity as to like how how do people get in it more like the personal side of it you know what what Mm -hmm. people are like that are in this what how they got involved and then also like you know more the technical things it's kind of i've done uh, i did music production at university for a bit as well so it's kind of like we've got some mm-hmm. some knowledge of music production probably however many years ago that is is either irrelevant or completely gone out of my brain but yeah it's just <laughs> it's just a curiosity thing and then it's always that thing of like i'm sure if i'm curious someone else will be and hopefully you know maybe not for me because i'm now in my mid-30s and yeah maybe i'll write a game soundtrack at some point but if someone mm-hmm. that's you know 15 16 that's in school thinking what they want to do and there's careers that they think aren't achievable and they somehow stumble across this podcast and go oh that's something i could actually do if i wanted to Mm -hmm. then Mm that would be really cool yeah it's more more just my fascination with it really but yeah Mm -hmm. that's amazing yeah that's that's really cool it's it's so nice to have this space here that we can talk about that and we can share about uh, different experiences and yeah I, I i certainly wish i had something like this when i was uh when i when i was 15 or 16 yeah. and, and so i could like learn more about it and maybe make make a more informed decision <laughs> instead of going to chemical engineering 
there you go see if i can stop people going into chemical engineering and make game soundtracks i will feel i've changed the world somehow maybe not for the better but it made me some people's (laughs) lives better yes yes exactly it'd just be all those people it's like oh my my child wants to grow up and be a doctor i'm gonna make him listen to uh, them listen to this podcast uh, to convince them to become a game sound work in the games industry instead it's like yes. perfect i have made the world a better place <laughs> <laughs> my job is done yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, it's really enjoyable having you on and chatting, Vita, about, about your uh, life and career as well. And yeah, I appreciate mm-hmm. you taking time out to chat to myself. It's been been fascinating. No, yeah, thank you for the invite. Yeah, thanks for, for the time. I really enjoyed this. And yeah, congrats on the on the podcast. Yeah. No, no, thank you very much. It means a lot. And I'd once again like to thank Vitor for taking time out of his schedule to come on the podcast and chat to myself. As always, Beats and Bleeps will be back next Friday with another new episode. If you want to find more information out about the podcast, you can visit our website, beatsandbleeps.com, or follow us on Twitter, which is Beats Bleeps Pod. You can find the links to those in the episode description. I'd like to thank you very much for listening and supporting the podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day.